How do I sound? You sound normal. Okay, because I'm using this different microphone. The sound thing's a little bit better than if you were trying to do it this way. Mm. It's easier for you to just plug and play. Yeah. And then plus I can hear you, so. Okay, so I didn't get to um I didn't get to debrief myself with the Kyrie thing. I I think I can kind of catch you up the speed pretty much. Cause it's really kind of a continuation of the Kanye thing. Because yeah, it's all he, coming from the same place. Did he get pulled from some deals, some brand deals too? Yeah, he uh Nike suspended his uh campaign and his shoes are like bestsellers. His sneaker line is one of the greatest sneaker lines of basketball shoes ever. Mm-hmm. Like they always look dope. They're affordable. You can't you can't go wrong with Kyrie's. But uh yeah, Nike suspended his campaign and he got suspended without pay from the NBA for five games. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he losing like probably close to millions. It was some white boy at work talking about it the other day. He's like a sneakerhead, I guess, but he was all like, um, He's like, dang, they pulled all Kyrie stuff from Nike and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like, wasn't it for, like, anti-Semitism? He was like, no, that was Kanye. And I was like, yeah, but wasn't it also Kyrie, too? He's like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, don't be trying to correct me. Right. My nigga already told me. <laughs> My nigga informed me that this shit was happening with both these niggas. Right. Like when I was thinking of like what we were gonna talk about, I was thinking we could like call this episode <laughs> the Kyrie and Kanye clan. <laughs> Ooh, a new KKK. <laughs> I have several uh <laughs> potential titles that all are hilarious. Like if we had recorded this um earlier in the week. It probably would have been a much more somber episode. Yeah. Because, like, the Halloween thing happened. Halloween, I go to sleep early. At, like, I was in, I was asleep by, like, 9 because I didn't have no trick-or-treaters. Yeah, I went to bed normal time because I had to work all day. I woke up about 3.30 in the morning, and people were like, tell me that takeoff news is not true. And I was like, what takeoff news? Because when I went to sleep, nothing. I was like, what the, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. And then they were saying that at that point, they were saying takeoff and uh, Quavo had been shot. Yeah, when I heard it, I was like, oh, my God. I immediately thought, like, oh, there's some Halloween shit gone wrong. Right. And then I was thinking, all right, they're just... Somebody is just making up some shit. So I didn't go straight back to sleep because I was trying to like see what was happening. Mm-hmm. And people were like the news wasn't changing over time. So I was like, okay. This probably happened. 
And so I finally go back to sleep about three, I don't know, about four o'clock in the morning. And then I wake up for work about 6.30. And then by then, I think TMZ had confirmed it. Yeah. And then videos had already been going around of what happened. And I was dodging them shits. Left and right. I had seen, um, wasn't necessarily like a video of him like laid out, but like it was this one girl that I guess (laughs) knows Jazz Prince. And she was just talking about how like, I guess she was there, but that night, like everybody with him was like supposed to be wrapped up and how like nobody was allowed to be around him or affiliated with him if they weren't like carrying some kind of a, a gun on them. So that right. it had to all be like orchestrated. Yeah. But that's crazy because we heard nothing about Takeoff having beef with nobody. Like Takeoff is not the beefy nigga. <laughs> No, none of them niggas really move like some niggas that would be on some beef shit. And plus, they always around. I mean, they were always around. They people who protected yeah. them, because like especially like that, it was tons of always uh, stories about how in Atlanta them niggas was untouchable, which makes sense. But I mean, out in Houston, you check in with Jay Prince and Jazz Prince, and they're supposed to protect you. But from all the reports I've seen is they were shooting dice. Takeoff wasn't even shooting dice. Uh, Quavo was shooting dice and then something happened. And I don't even think Quavo was involved with escalation. I think that everything I've seen, they said Quavo was trying to de-escalate. Which based on how these niggas move, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And some shit went awry, and somebody pulled out a gun, started putting shots out, and takeoff got hit in the head, and was dead. I eventually, I didn't mean to, but I eventually saw the video of him laying there, yeah, and, Qu- and Quavo yelling, "Take!" and that shit fucked me up because if anybody doesn't know. Quavo is was Takeoff's uncle, mm-hmm. even though he's only like three or four years older. But just the idea that your your nephew laying there dead, I don't ever want to experience no shit like that. Yeah. And then so I was just like, God damn, this shit is crazy. It's really just like weird because like of all the niggas in the industry. The Migos is just not anybody that you would ever think this would happen to. Like when I say like these mm-hmm. niggas stayed out the way, like there was no nobody had beef with them. No, of. like it wasn't wasn't no street shit with them. Like they literally just made their hits, made their music, and went on about their business. Like it was never any extra rah rah shit in the streets, and never any you know so and so and so and so was at the club and. Yeah. Like, like it was weird. Like it was never any of that with them. Especially with Takeoff. Because Takeoff was the quiet one the quietest funny dude that was literally everybody knew was the goat of Migos 
or like my little sister said, uh, the me goat. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Takeoff was easily the best MC in the group. Even though, I, like, I love Migos because the thing that I, the weird part to me is, I mean, other than Takeoff being dead, is now Migos is over. Yeah. Officially. Like, they had the, they've had their little disagreements and then uh, Takeoff and Quavo just came out with uh, that Unk and Few album. Mm. And then they were saying that Offset was making a solo project. But I always felt like they would get back together eventually. Yeah. I mean, they're literally family. Yeah. Like, they're all cousins and nephew. So it's like, why wouldn't they get back together? And then plus, the idea of them just being gone, like, Amigos being over, is wild because... Now we have to have conversations we didn't even think about. One, as far as our generation and younger generations, Migos is in the conversation of the greatest rap group of all time. Mm -hmm. Which is insane. And I never thought we would have that conversation now. Because I thought these niggas were going to make music for the next 20 years. They already held down the last 10. Yeah. And have tons of hits with a lot of people our age and younger of just having fun and Migos being in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, even before they hit, like, big with, like, Bad and Bougie, when uh Offset was still in jail and Quavo and Takeoff were everywhere holding it down. They did essentially what Carisha did when JT was locked up. Yeah. Kept kept the heat alive. And mm-hmm. then when takeoff, I mean, when Offset got out, they hit the ground running and never looked back. And these niggas had like Apple commercials. Like one thing I didn't like I mentioned they were, it. They were commercialists for Yeah. I remember like in like 2016 they came to Huntsville and they sold out the VBC and it was just all white kids. <laughs> white kids white kids loved Migos. But we we rocked with Migos too. We it was never like one of those things to where they were like sellouts or anything. They were authentically who they were. Mm-hmm. It's just they were the black Beatles. That's mm-hmm. why when the the black Twitter uh thing came up a couple years ago when they were like the Migos could make a Beatles album, but the Beatles couldn't make a Migos album. Yeah, <laughs> that is a scientific fact. <laughs> and I say that as a Beatles stand. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh yeah, it's. I, I've said that on this podcast. It was it was one of the episodes where Keem was on, and I was we were talking about Migos, and I was like, they're essentially a boy band. 
Yeah. And and not in like an offensive way. It's like they're a trap boy band. Yeah. Especially because like the days of like black boy bands are over. The last ones was like what day twenty six, B two K, Pretty Ricky. Mm-hmm. The closest thing we were gonna get to a black boy band was Migos, and they were talking about nigga shit. So yeah. it was dope. And we all thought Quavo was gonna be the Beyonce, and it ended up being Takeoff. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Qu- Quavo and uh, I mean uh. Ended up being offset, and then take off and Quavo just like their chemistry was so dope. I was just ready for like that album they came out with was good, so I was just ready to see how far things kept going. And the idea that take off died at twenty eight is crazy, bro. It's getting real like sad out here. The amount of rappers that have died this year, yeah. Honestly, like astronomical. Like it's honestly like a twilight zone almost. Like it just does not feel fucking real. Like, how do we lose this many black male rappers? They're talented as hell and young as hell. In one year. Like. And there's so many rappers that have died that haven't even gotten mainstream yet. Like, I like to be somebody that's pretty well informed. But unfortunately, and I'm not saying this as no diss, it's a lot of people that they be announcing RIP to that I have never heard of. Mm -hmm. And they be having fan bases and people that really fuck with them. But it's that many rappers dying and they're all early 20s, late teens. Also losing a lot of them to overdoses and suicides also. Yeah, true. It's earlier in this week, like, you know, the, the black Twitter running joke is black people had, 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 haven't had a real conversation since civil rights. <laughs> it's always stupid nigga shit that we talk about on Twitter. Yeah. But for the first time, I saw people talking about gun violence and how this has to stop. The other thing is, and this is no uh knock against uh takeoff or quavo, but when I was about twenty or twenty one. I made a rule in my head to live by for me. When Bryce, when dice break out, I break out. Mm -hmm. And that's some shit that like, I saw people trying to act like this is like a hip hop thing or a black male thing. Like, no gambling brings out the ugliest shit into men. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it does with women too, but. I don't, bro. I didn't seen some wild shit. Just all, in the, all that fast money shit. Yeah, and I look when that shit started going on in my environment. I got to bounce. Yeah, I ain't look. I ain't with none of that bullshit. When niggas like if niggas is playing spades or poker, and they start talking cash shit, no, nah, I'm breaking the fuck out. 
I've seen family reunions and uh, repasses get broken up with family members. I know these niggas to start fucking busting. So if we do have younger listeners, which I doubt because we're firmly millennial as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are over. <laughs> we are like, look, we are steady in this millennial shit. We old now. We ain't your uncle. Ten toes down in this millennial shit. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that, bro. At some point, we do need to, like, not us specifically, but. Us as a people, we do have to have a conversation about the things we promote as a culture mm-hmm. amongst us. We idealize a lot of bullshit that ain't bringing substance to our culture. We it's still it's still the same old like gang shit that we glorify. Like it's the same it's the same like just street life shit that's glorified. I feel like it's slightly different because. All right, like when we were like in elementary, that was like when gangs were like out and about, and that's when they also made like dare and shit <laughs> yeah. to make it where we felt like gangs weren't cool. And for the most part, like if we didn't grow up in like us, for instance, the people that we went to high school with that tried to act like they were gangs or they were in gangs, we looked at like you weirdo ass niggas. What do you do? It's this Buckhorn High School. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and that was also the rise of like, that's also when it, it switched from being in a gang to being a dope boy. Yeah. So you either dope boy or you were like, you listen and you listen to Jeezy or Boosie or Webby, or you were one of these new blacks that listen to Kanye and. All of this shit. I was one of them new blacks. <laughs> but uh but even then it wasn't the same as it is now. Like niggas were trying to be tough. What it, it wasn't like everybody was just pulling guns out, at least where we grew up. What's then changed now is when we were younger, we still had OGs out here. They'll be like, nah, nigga, don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. Now these young kids, like these these COVID babies, these niggas ain't got no guidance. It's no church in a while. Like, I see it every day at work. I be getting out people born in like 2004, 2005 for some serious shit. It's real out here. That's why all of this like glamorizing shit, that shit ain't fucking cool, man. It's real life people out here dying. And motherfuckers is just glorifying it or they dating these like wannabe thug niggas thinking they dope boys. Like, bro, they can't even bond out of jail. This motherfucker sitting in Huntsville with $2 million bonds for drug trafficking. And the gag is two million. And the gag is 
no bonding company in Huntsville can write a $2 million bond. So what the fuck do they do? They sit their ass in jail. Like, this shit real. Like, we got to quit. This ain't got nothing to do with the takeoff thing, but I've just been thinking about it lately. Like, bro, we really got to re-examine this shit. And I don't know if it's just because I didn't consumed enough rap music in my life to separate fantasy from reality. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just a man that's turned 34 at the end of this month. These kids out here now are old enough to be our children. <sighs> it's, it's people we went to high school with that got 16, 17-year-olds. Yeah, that's true. It's I I don't know. We like we be joking about the women's empowerment brunch, but we need (laughs) we need niggas empowerment. Right. We need a teen summit. We gonna lock the gym in and we go we gonna pray and we just go fast and pray and we gonna save our community. RIP to take off. Yeah, shit's wild. It is. I've been listening to so much Migos lately too, and it's just bringing back so many good memories. And I'm like, damn, what a time, bro. Do you remember how lit it was when Hannah Montana came out? Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, I got Molly, I got white, I got Molly, I got white. I've been trapping, 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 trapping all day. I remember the first time I let Wendy listen to that song. She was like, Do you really like this song? I was like, Fuck yeah, I like this song. You don't like this song? She said, All they're saying is Hannah Montana. I was like, but you don't get it. <laughs> That's not all they're saying. That's what That's not. <laughs> they are actually saying some wild but shit. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that might, that's an early runner for the show title. The gag is. <laughs> and then take off what is infamously not on uh, Bad and Bougie. But the streets and the clubs when Bad and Bougie came out and white people found out what Bougie meant, game changer. Yeah. Hey, it was wild, bro. What a time. Or the first time I heard Chinatown, Black Shades, Johnny Page, I'm a Zumbo Raid, whoop. Whoop, Motorola in the kitchen whooping Sony. I mean, they, 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 they really transformed the rap game for a very long time. Niggas was still in their whole flow. The triple time flow. And then that that bastard Drake, which we'll talk about later, got on that Versace remix, bodied that shit, and Migos never looked back. 
Damn, bro. It's the end of an era. Like, real shit. That Migos, like, when they were hitting everything hot. Like, I remember the first time I saw that video for T-shirt. And I was like, these niggas is, like, they fur trappers. And they in the wild trapping. I'm like, this is some next level shit. <laughs> so then, like... Are they going to be able to charge Jazz Prince? Like, have they charged him? I don't know what's going to happen. That's the part of it that I haven't seen anybody actually talk about. It has to be some kind of criminally neg- negligent behavior. They're like in a bowling alley and they're shooting dice. Yeah. And it's clearly somebody involved with them. And it mm-hmm. appears, hate to say it, hope I don't sound ridiculous, it appears. From everything I've ever known about Jay Prince and Jazz Prince, they are running a racketeering ring, which we have a, a code name for racketeering that we're trying to break up criminal enterprise, and it's called the RICO Act. So I would think if that shit happened in Atlanta, they would have locked them niggas up already. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, why haven't we heard anything about anybody being charged or like? It's because Jay Prince is Jay Prince and that shit happened in Houston. Yeah. If that shit happened in Atlanta, niggas, let me not say what I think would have happened because after Takeoff got killed, it was a lot of suburban ass motherfuckers talking about, I can't see people just, I can't see Quavo and Offset just letting this ride. Like, y'all niggas are making Negro fan fiction. This shit ain't fucking power. We just got done talking about how none of these niggas had beef with nobody. Right. And motherfuckers be trying to live out like fan. The chick that I saw, it was a chick that I saw put that out. It was like, baby girl, if you don't go back to your uh, $500,000 house, (laughs) that your parents bought in 04. Right. Like, talk about some hood shit. That's them bitches that you like. Oh, so you never dated a hood nigga. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just live out all your dreams, baby, I guess. You'll be back. <laughs> Getting out your system, honey. It's better to get that shit out young. It's it's 40-year-old bitches. Monica is dating Kodak Black. Is she really? Because... Didn't she say so? I was listening to the re-address something that she said, like, you know, whatever. Like I, I know his mom, we hang out. I'm like an auntie to him or so. I don't know. Everything is not about that or dating. I don't know. It's just it is weirdo behavior, the way they move it. Mm. You bought her back. I mean, it is. She put out. She put the thing out about being on a date. It is definitely weird. Another thing we got. To, I hope that we talk about later. Uh, there's people that just don't. Uh, you know, Kodak Black is a rapist, bro. Like, uh, people don't give a fuck. No, it's uh, but it's, that. 
but it's because who their victims are. But we'll talk about that later. Um, okay, so we got some heavy shit out the way. We got to get something fun. Who were your favorite Halloween costumes that you saw this year? Celebrity-wise or just in general? Either. To be honest with you, I didn't see a whole lot celebrity-wise. This wasn't really also um, looking. Checking for it. Um, who was I going to say, though? Um, motherfucking Carrie Washington was Lionel Richie. And that shit was amazing. <laughs> she had his mannerisms down. Oh my god, damn. That was hilarious. I did see a couple, I don't know if they're a celebrity couple or just like IG famous or whatever, uh popular, but they did uh Rihanna and ASAP. They pulled it off pretty well. I did see that one couple dude, uh Derek Jackson and his wife. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm mad I missed that. It, they look just like him. His wife, his wife, you could tell she stripped all the way down and she was still pretty. But God damn it, the, the, the face she made, she looked like that lady. And the <laughs> nigga looked like Derrick Jackson. I'm like, these niggas is wilding out. Um, um, Beyonce's proud family was pretty dope. It was. It was cute. Like, it just it's a full circle thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they got twin, like it's just very it's very weird how the universe brought that together for them. Yeah, it is. They got they literally got BB and CC and Penny. And for them to do the theme song, it's just wild, but that was a good one. Um Cardi's March Simpson was really good too. True. Um I feel like Cardi did another one. I can't remember. Who was her other costume? Only saw Marge. Um, one second. I'm sorry. Um... Else. Nah, the craziest costume I saw was Heidi Klum. She always dresses at Earthworm. She always goes all out for hers, but I didn't see hers. You didn't see the worm? No. I, mean, I got full of that shit because this shit is crazy. Heidi Klum is she wild as fuck. And uh, this is her in the DJ booth with Quest Love as the DJ. She is dressed as an earthworm. Oh my God. Let me see if I can find it. That's what it looked like. That is fucking Heidi Clue. She commits to these Halloween costumes. Hey, I like I saw when people were like, we ain't even seen Heidi Klum yet. 
So I was just waiting. And then, like, that came at the end of the night. And I was like, okay, that shit is crazy. You had a whole party? Yeah. It's called uh, Heidi Klum Halloween. Yeah. I think I saw another name of it, too. But yeah, she did an interview. That that's Heidi Klum, bro. Yeah. That is wild. You know what? <laughs> Kudos to Heidi because she commits. I respect she, it. Hands up in this Halloween shit. I respect like now that I'm older, like I grew up not celebrating Halloween, of course, because you know, Bible thumpers. But <laughs> I like the idea that we have a holiday that's dedicated to like fun and morbid shit. Yeah. Just like skulls and witches and death. And just, yeah. I feel like that's healthy for a society. Yeah. Because the only thing that will come for all of us is death and taxes. So you might as well respect it and find the beauty within it. Because it will come for all of us eventually. Yeah. That's why I like, as I got older, I never really understood like why Christians were so against like Halloween. I'm just like, bro, it's just literally a day to just like dress up and outside of reality and just like have fun. Of course, people are going to use it for evil, but people are going to do that with everything in the world. Why does Halloween have to get Flag so fucking serious. Yeah, like I'm, that's yeah, why I like. I like Halloween. I wish I could participate more. I wish I had what I needed to participate this year. But honestly, doing a good Halloween, you gotta really plan that shit out. I feel like you would kill at Halloween because you're creative and you know how to like do makeup shit. You're like you should be like, uh, what's Jack Skellington's uh? Wife at uh, a nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> That's yeah. you, nigga. Yeah, I had, I, really ne- I had never seen that movie until like two weeks ago. I haven't seen it through, but I've I've picked it up the times that they've shown it on TV, like around this time. Um, I was meaning to watch Hocus Pocus and the new Hocus Pocus. But I mean, I just I ran out of time, and I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna watch this shit right before Halloween. I don't give a fuck anymore. That's the only bad thing. I heard it was good. I heard it was pretty good. I heard I, I've only heard good things about Halloween, uh, Hocus Pocus too. Um, a lot of people have said it was better than the first one, which I'm like, our whole life people been talking about Hocus Pocus, so I'm like, that's impressive. Yeah, I wish the only thing like for me is you're either like two people. Either you grow up not celebrating Halloween and you try to make up for that shit when you get older. Yeah. Like my sister is one of those people. Mm-hmm. Or you're like me and you're just indifferent to Halloween. Now I did buy candy because I was hoping that I had some trigger treaters and I could give out candy. I feel like that's one of the responsibilities of being an adult without kids. Yeah. You have to go out of your way to do stuff to make kids happy. To do kid-friendly things, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I love children. Like, usually kids like me, too. Kids and animals, I do pretty well with. 
But yeah. Yeah. I um I wouldn't say I'm different to Halloween. It's just that either I can participate or I can't. And if I can't, then I'm just like, uh like oh well not about it. But I'm one of those people that I'm like, next year I'm gonna do Halloween good. And then yeah. Halloween will come and I'm like, I'm not gonna do it at all. Next year. Was cra- next year for five years. The crazy thing was, was it last year? Last year, the year before, whatever, I said I was going to be MF Doom for Halloween. And uh, the mask I was looking at buying was going to come after Halloween. And then so I was just like, never mind. And MF Doom ended up dying on Halloween. Yeah. That shit was crazy. I was like, what the fuck? And then we didn't know about it. was, I think, two years ago. And then we didn't know about it. When COVID was still hot. Yeah, and then we didn't know about it until New Year's Eve. They announced it. They were like, yeah, MF Doom died two months ago. He's like, nigga, what? (laughs) How do you keep that shit on the wraps? Yeah, that was weird. What a weird year, bro. And then they made a whole episode about that on uh, Atlanta. Have you watched any of this season of Atlanta? No. This last season is really good. Um, The next episode is the last episode ever. Um, This season has had some amazing shit. You know what's funny? We recorded this episode last Thursday. I mean, our last episode last Thursday right when Atlanta was premiering. Um, the episode is titled The Goof That Sat By The Door, which is like a spoof of the spook who sat by the door. Mm-hmm. And they talk about uh, like a made-up version of how a goofy movie was created. And we were mm-hmm. straight talking about how a goofy movie is the blackest movie ever. <laughs> This episode is a mini mock documentary about how the Goofy movie is the blackest movie of all time. Oh, shit. So we was on our shit, basically. Oh, yeah. I, it's synced up. That's why, like, for the... Uh, oh, <laughs> that's why for the, uh, like, the stuff we put, I put up on Instagram, I put the Goofy thing with him with the fro. Because mm. I was like, people going to be like, oh, they talk about this. But no. Hey, when you working on God's time, sometimes he'll reward you in different ways. I need y'all to be prayed up. That is why we are successful as a podcast. We be working on God's time sometime. You got to stay fervent in the Lord. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's going to be funny when we like 50 and we redo this whole podcast as a Christian podcast. (laughs) I am not doing a Christian podcast. (laughs) No, bro, you got to be down for it. (laughs) We're going to reboot the whole thing. I will never reach that stage in life. I'm sorry. Hey, bro, you never know until you get there. I feel God working on my heart right now. I was at my mama's house the other day and like, she was like, you know why it bothers you so much? I was like, why? She's like, you know. <laughs> and I was like, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> she 
she dead ass right. It's starting to make sense now. And I hated that shit for the longest. And I look, I'm just look, it's already lining up, bro. It makes total sense. And I'm look, I ain't even gonna say it because you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't want this, but it seems like this is where my life is leading. <laughs> I'm just going to have to be a cussing Christian. I don't want to be like the cussing pastor, though. Nah. That's too far. One of the same. I want to be like a farther radical Kevin uh, Fre- uh, is it Fredericks? Kevin on stage his name's real name. Yeah. Like, I just want to look, add a couple curse words. I feel like if I go by like which y'all Baptists go by. If it's in the Bible, you can use it. <laughs> Kevin is <laughs> He's coming to Huntsville in January. Oh, wow. Where? Stand up? <laughs> yeah, he's going to be here for three days. I want us to get a better comedy venue. I know. Live is just not sustaining. I don't fuck with the Parkway. I I mean, not only is it the parkway, but then the parking lot of Stand Up Live, like the parking situation, it the, there's not the there's not enough parking spots for the amount of people that they book. Like y'all want to fill this fucking theater, but you can. I'm working like 20 spots in the actual lot. Yeah. I just I just hate going to stand up live altogether. I would rather go to the BBC for a comedy special. Right. Especially because me and my brother saw Kevin Hart there. And that was a great venue for stand up. Because it wasn't yeah. the, the full arena. It was the theater. Mm-hmm. And that shit was perfect. Because it was intimate enough, but not uh, too intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, space and everybody can enjoy themselves. So yeah, I, I would like to have a better comedy thing. We also need some. Look, it's a lot of hookah spots uh, jumping up around Huntsville. I don't, we need like grown and sexy places. I need a jazz spot to go chill at. Yeah, honestly, you would think like some of these cigar bars would do like a certain like jazz night, especially the um the cigar lounge at Bridge Street. Like honestly, the perfect spot. I have a patio. Like there's already a dude that comes out there to play his saxophone. Like, bro, together. We predicted that. This city, if you build it, they will come. Niggas ain't taking advantage of the shit that's coming. Uh, yeah, truly. It's still up for grabs. I mean, we're iconic at this point. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but if niggas saw the vision, they could take over. I guess this this actually will lead into something else. 
Okay, so Drake put out an album with 21 Savage Friday. Uh, I'm an old man, so unless you are Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles, Carter, first of her name, protector of the realm. I ain't look, I ain't listening to an album at fucking 11 o'clock at night. You gotta be either, either Hove or Beyonce at this point. Kendrick. No, Kendrick Hover Beyonce. Um, so I went to sleep. I woke up. And the girlies were not happy with Drake. I know. I saw a lot of shit on TikTok. I was like, damn, what did he say? He said a lot of shit. Um, I will tell y'all how I feel about the album later. But we just go go through a couple of things. For one, album starts off. I'm like, okay, this is dope. A couple songs in, I'm like, okay, Drake is going at it. I I love Twenty One Savage, but Twenty One Savage is like he's the Kanye of this Watch the Throne, if that makes sense. Hmm. Like Hove was barred up throughout Watch the Throne, mm-hmm. and Kanye was just coming through with his Kanye shit, and that's how Twenty One was. Twenty One would come in with some Twenty One shit, but this was Drake featuring Twenty One Savage. Which going into it, not a, I mean it's not a, a bad formula by any means. Because, I mean, I'd be joking on Drake, but, I mean, he's one of the greatest rappers of all time. Is this the particular song in question that everybody's talking about? There's a there's a couple of songs in question. That's the wild part about it. All right, for one, he has several disses throughout this album, and they're all seem to be particularly at women. Women, mm-hmm. So the song Circo Loco is where he drops the line about uh, women lying about getting shots, but they still a stallion. When I listened to it the first time and I heard that, I was like, hold up. Wait, what? So Meg. I mean, people try to say it was a double entendre, but like my big brother Keith. My big brother Keith, who was an English teacher and a rap fan, was like, that is not a double entendre. That is actually a pun. Because a double entendre would be saying something one way and it meaning two different things. Right. Right. But this was just making a pun of the already previous uh, line. Mm -hmm. So when that shit came out, on Twitter, I think originally even Megan was like, y'all niggas lying. What are y'all talking about? And like she heard it and then she was just like, like you could see she was really hurt by the shit because I mean, Drake be acting like he fucked with Megan. Yeah, like what has Megan done to Drake? And then I think in that same song is the song where he throws that 
diss at uh what's that girl's name? Ice Spice. Oh yeah. I always be on TikTok. I always be uh every time I see her, I be thinking when people be like, I mean she fine, but she looks like a little orphan Annie. <laughs> Oh, some, of my. These, some of these girls be looking so young that I'm like, oh, nah. Yeah. And I don't even think she looks like inappropriately young. It's just too young for me. Mm-hmm. She look every bit of like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm good. She has a nice body. She's pretty. But anyway, so with having those two lines in the same song, the only thing I can deduce from this is because, you know, earlier, a couple months ago, they had that thing where people were saying that Drake unfollowed Ice Spice after taking her out to OVO Fest. And back then, people were like, did Drake try to smash? And she said no. And he just did what bitch video. niggas do. Yeah. And so, like, I just put that in the back of my head. and But then when it came back this time, is that what happened with Megan? That's a great question. Because I'm sure, you know, with Drake's um, <laughs> Drake's very um, outspoken love for thick women. He had to try it. Surprising if he ever tried Meg. You surprised if he didn't or if he did? If he did. You'd be surprised if. Oh, no. Not surprising if he ever tried her. Yeah. Um, So that's a possibility. But in this hip hop world, it's so many things that could be a possibility. A couple episodes we talked about. A couple episodes ago, we talked about Lotto saying that somebody who was on her album had tried her. Mm-hmm. And that's why she put the album on hold and everybody speculated it was Kodak Black. And more or less, people have deduced that it was probably Kodak Black. Mm-hmm. So we know this happens. And just as being people that's about to be 34, we know how niggas act when they are rejected. Like little bitches. <laughs> yes. Briefly going back to the, the uh takeoff thing. And I want every man who's listening to this to think about this. How many people's lives have been ruined, ended, or destroyed because a man got mad at being rejected? Or embarrassed. Or anything. That's why as much as like women be. As much as men will try to make it seem like both sides. Or that women are feminazis. Mm-hmm. Only one side usually kills the other side when they are embarrassed. True. And that is something we have to think about. Because. All right. One, I'm sorry. I got, I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The other thing is in 
this album, which is called Her Her Loss, on another song where Drake is snapping, he inadvertently just throws out Serena, your husband's, uh, um, what do you call him? A groupie. Oh, he talks about her husband. Yeah. And he said, even though like we're cool, I feel like we're not. That like, nigga stay in his feelings. That's where Drake resides. In his feelings. Why is he always in his feelings? He's a light-skinned nigga. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> okay, like we all know you and Serena had your thing or whatever and it lasted for two or three months and then it was over. Like That's the most bitch shit in the world, bro. Let it move on. There's so many other bad bitches you can be on right now, but you want to sit here and diss one of the baddest bitches that you were associated with for what? What does that do for you? This he's a corny ass nigga that got all right, it's a couple things. He's a corny he's a ass corny nigga with money. Yes. Who realized yeah. that he was attractive to women. A corny nigga with money. Can still be corny. Like money does not out. And we've also talked about this on the podcast. Uh, a lot of the niggas that y'all think are the prettiest be the corniest niggas. Yeah. Drake got him a little hive of women, and I can admit, as a man, he's a good looking ass nigga. Mm-hmm. But all the bitch shit he be doing, mm-hmm. and when I and say I, bitch, he's been able to get away with it. And I've been in the sense of having a pussy, but a pussy having no goddamn sense. I'm just. Oh, but yeah. So like. Uh, Serena's husband responded like an OG and look Twitter be trying to act like niggas uh, don't respect interracial relationships look I know sis is in good hands with this nigga he loved the fuck out of Serena so he had made like a whole little post he was like I've been Turning down media profiles for the last two years in order to focus on building seven seven six and plus seven seven six foundation. But I really appreciate all the time uh eight brown took in researching this deep dive in the legacy I'm building down here. It's cliche, but life changed when I became a husband and papa. It's made me a hundred percent hundred times better as a man. A bit and as a businessman in Serena Williams, I found a partner I never, I knew I would never outgrow. We would always motivate. Who would always motivate me to be greater? I'm reading why my glasses, people. <laughs> <laughs> and in seven, seven six, I found partners and team who do the same. I'm grateful. Even everything I accomplished before. Those hard conversations in 2020 and the work we'll soon be doing now. Creating one multi-billion dollar company taught me a lot. 
Now we're going to scale that using software and empathy. And this is where the bar comes in. The reason I stay winning is because I'm relentless about being the absolute best at whatever I do, including being the best groupie for my wife and daughter. Platform. Yes, King. Our Ivory King. That's how you clear a bitch. (laughs) Like, woo! That's how you clear a bitch. (laughs) Period. Drake Drake tried to shame this man for being a good husband. (laughs) Oh, your bitch nigga would do some shit like that. Like, it's giving very much uh, Russell Wilson hate. Yeah. How dare this man be a good person and a good athlete? He must oh, be future. Good. These niggas. But like, all right, so all this shit happens. And I'm like, man, I ain't even going to listen to the album yet. Like, I ain't going to listen to the rest of the album yet. I'm just going to chill out. So, Twitter starts Twittering, and it's a whole bunch of bitch-ass niggas that just think it's so fucking cute and funny that he attacked just black women throughout this shit. Just sucker-ass nigga shit. Of course. And then, Tory Lane's bitch-ass puts up the emoji of hands up like this. And all his fucking uh, I love Tory Lane's dick hive was out here talking about yeah big bro we gonna win this and all this other stupid ass ignorant Twitter nigga shit. You know a nigga is lame because you can't get off of this shit that happened a year and a half ago where he shot a black woman right where you tried to play it down like it was no big deal then, but it's the only thing that you bring up now. Exactly. So, women, of course, spoke out um, about it and talked about their struggles and why this isn't cool and why Drake isn't fucking moron for doing this shit. And slowly but surely, Niggas started speaking out mm-hmm. about it. And I happened to be one of those niggas. And I tweeted one second. Cause I want to pull it up exactly because I'm about look, I'm about to let the look, if I if we had recorded this yesterday, I would let the chopper fly and name names on some of you bitch ass niggas. I was just gonna say you finna let the chopper sing. Bro, I was pissed yesterday. Did you see the shit I put in the close friends? Where I was like, it's a lot of bitch ass niggas out here on the timeline. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I was like, I was fighting trolls left and right yesterday. <laughs> Not trolls. So what happened was Tory Lanez put up the that emoji. And then Jumpman Z put, when is this trial? 
And then my next tweet was, Tory Lanez ain't put out enough heat for y'all to be acting like this. Y'all just don't like women. When I tell you, these bitch-ass niggas were so fucking upset for me saying that. That I was fighting fucking trolls for the rest of the fucking day. I did not see that. I wasn't on Twitter yesterday. I wasn't on Twitter all this week after I saw Takeoff got shot. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable. But yeah. So I put that post up. Women and men started liking and retweeting it. And all the trash niggas from their profiles start coming at me. Oh, Lord. That'd be the worst. And then, oh, luckily, and then, luckily, I had time yesterday. So the, uh, so the first two people that commented, I mean, April from uh, Black Card Podcast retweeted it. So a whole bunch of AM niggas that were AM at the same time I was was going on it. And then this one nigga who has his shirt off in his fucking picture, like a bitch ass nigga, of course. Uh <laughs> he he quote tweeted me, he said, nah, y'all just ain't listen to all his music. His I said, music bro. Song. Yeah, I said, bro, I don't care. He said, but you cared enough to respond, carry on, hashtag, like a sassy-ass fucking bitch-ass nigga. But anyway, so I quote-tweeted again. I was like, you quote-tweeted me, and he liked it. I was like, all right, this bitch-ass nigga ain't gonna fucking say no shit. Yeah, not smart enough to argue. But that's the other thing, like, this next dude, he just put, y'all just lie for no reason on this app. And I said I had no reason to lie, and he was like, "But you, but you are lying because uh, that say that say it song he had was all over the radio, lol." But lie and say you didn't hear it. I said I never said I didn't hear it. You said that. How am I lying? First of all, said, can we can we agree that uh, sometimes music be on the radio and be trash? But the other thing, I'll, look, I'll be all the way honest. I agree with you on that statement, but that Say It song was good, but it also sampled an iconic song from the 90s heavily. He just added his vocals over Brownstone singing. Yeah, which he wrote they could fuck- Right. But, yeah, so I was like, well, no, he said... After I said, you said that, so how am I lying? He said, now you want to be technical, laugh out loud. Regardless of what you said, you were wrong. He has hella music out there. Just say you didn't listen. I said, of course I'm going to be technical when you say I'm lying about something I never said. He didn't say shit. <laughs> like, I was fighting these days. <laughs> dumbass. But the other thing is, like, these motherfuckers, because I don't do this shit all the time anymore, people then forgot. I will get into your fucking ass. This logic shit, you can't beat me in. Like, another dude, like, later, I ain't gonna read his shit, but he was like, uh, there's no evidence that uh, he shot her. But he also was like, he uh, he hasn't been in jail yet. 
And I was like, that's not how trials work. Yeah. And he was like, if he had done it, he would be in jail. I said, that's not how criminal trials work. And he was like, I'm tired of going back and forth with you. Of course you are, because you don't have nothing else to argue. So after I put that initial tweet out, a couple hours later, April retweeted the tweet again with a quote tweet. And she's like, I just think it's funny that none of these men are saying anything about the hate women part or don't like women part. Yeah, everybody want to argue about the music and nobody said nothing about trying to to prove that they do appreciate women. Like, so basically you're proving our point. Exactly. And then I also had it's one bitch ass nigga that we didn't interact with that I have held my tongue. But he been throwing like throwing shots at me. Like subtweets, like old school shit. And he'll never at me. One second, let me write it down so I, I remember this. <laughs> and then so he put up something the other day. He was like pandering ass niggas. And I was like, at me, bro. And then, so, bro, bitch ass niggas come out of the fucking woodwork to protect other bitch ass niggas. And the other thing that fucking made me fucking mad as fuck is they be arguing with fucking women all day on the fucking timeline about mm-hmm. some bitch ass nigga shit. And then when a nigga come at them, they either try to act like they pan, like I'm pandering to try to get women. Mm-hmm. Or that I'm a bitch ass nigga, but no nigga, I'm not defending the motherfucker that shot a woman, shot a fucking black woman. Motherfuckers was not on this Tory Lane shit like this. He had he always had this group of fans because every every artist has a group of fans, and people really fucked with his music, but it wasn't on this like. The average nigga wasn't doing this shit. It's only average. It's just like niggas be trying to ride for fucking the baby. And the baby had an interview a couple weeks ago where he brought up that he was fucking Megan, and he put in that song that I didn't listen to. (laughs) Keep her fucking name out of your fucking mouths, y'all! Some bitch ass niggas and don't have shit to fucking add to any. Musical or artistic conversation, so you gotta lie on your fucking dick. Or even if you're telling the truth of your dick. Why niggas are even comfortable doing things like that with women who are in very public relationships? Like, because it ostracize of both of y'all niggas. (laughs) But (laughs) they view her as unattainable, therefore, they don't respect her. And then, plus, the thing that, that one of the things that made me mad about that whole situation, like with me and these bitch ass niggas on the timeline, they be saying, they be acting like you can't agree with a woman unless you're trying to have sex with her. Which, yeah. Which is just showing how you ignorant ass niggas are. Showing how y'all move. Yeah. Bro, if you can't see that a woman is a human who has emotions intelligence and everything else you are robbing yourself of being a good person if you are only thinking about your fucking dick and how you're going to put your dick in her 
Am I the bitch ass nigga? Like we gotta we gotta rearrange this shit, bro. And I'm not just saying it because of how I feel about different things. It's really like for too long when I was younger, I thought that y'all niggas was the the prototype of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Until I realized I have a father in my house who don't do none of this bullshit mm-hmm. that y'all niggas always be fucking doing and is mm-hmm. comfortable in his masculinity. Yeah. I know men that are comfortable with being vulnerable or talking about their emotions or are loving and things mm-hmm. like that. All the things that these hyper masculine images that men and women project onto black young black men. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, man, y'all niggas gotta grow up. It's niggas that was at AM with me. That means y'all niggas in y'all 30s. And y'all still high fiving a nigga because he, he fucking made he shot a woman. That's the shit yeah. that y'all think is fucking cool. And I'm a bitch ass. I'm a bitch ass nigga. A lot of niggas gotta unlearn a lot of internalized uh, misogyny. Yeah. And it's just, bro. And I'm not even saying this is patronizing. I feel sorry for niggas like that. Yeah. Because honestly, them niggas. They be really, 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 really set in their ways, too. Like, it's very hard to show them any other way than what they already believe. So, yeah, the women gave you hell yesterday and. You lost a lot of fans yesterday because you wanted to do some bullshit on a project that was overly... That's a very good album. Well, I won't say a very good album. It's a good album. Drake's rapping better than he has in the last couple of albums. But he ain't talking about no shit. He pretty makes pretty much makes, makes twerk music for bitch-ass niggas. <laughs> but uh yeah man so like women were giving women were reading the fuck out of him yesterday and that shit was fucking hilarious yeah tiktok was this is one of the tiktok things that i saw and then i saw it on twitter Watching Drake devolve into like this weird, messy, misogynistic bitch is just so fucking disheartening. I've always said that like Drake has this quality about him where he acts like he doesn't know that he is handsome and wealthy and talented. You are handsome and wealthy and talented. Your only job in life is to not be a fucking cunt and you cannot manage that. Oh, my God. Why would you say that about that girl getting shot? 
Why would you say that about that girl getting shot, Aubrey? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Your pin game is too strong. Even if you're like, oh, it was a double entendre, that was the best you could do. You could have kept that in the drafts. As a writer, I got some shit that I will probably never say out loud because it was dumb. Mm-hmm. You said some dumb shit. And also, not for nothing, your white mama and white baby mama have an ass need to shut the fuck up about black women. You barely qualify. And something about it feels white supremacy-ish to me. I don't fucking like it. You always fixing them big uh, BBL lips to say something about black women. Shut the fuck up, son. Write about something else. Diddy slapped you in the motherfucking mouth. Diddy hit you in your mouth, your lips, on your face. I ain't hear you talking nothing about him. I, you ain't did nothing to him. You ain't said nothing to him, but you got that forehead nestled right up under Tory Lane's nutsack because did Megan, was Megan supposed to give you some pussy and she didn't? Is that what this is? I bet it is because you only do this to women that have like fucking scorned you and spurned you. Megan was supposed to give you some some pussy, wasn't it? Oh, you little fucking goober, you dweeb ass bitch. Ew. Points were made. Yeah, bro. Before all this shit happened, I it's just certain things I didn't even think about. Drake definitely has had plastic surgery done. Yeah. Didn't somebody say he had the actual like ab surgery? Yeah. I saw a lot of women bring that up <laughs> the last couple of days. That shit was hilarious. Somebody caught that, that's like the weakest thing a nigga can do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care what kind of like weight loss you went through and transformation and all this other shit. Like, ab surgery is just very weird to me. Just have a fucking stomach, man. It's all right. Women yeah. actually don't don't mind the fucking stomach. It's just not like to literally go under the knife to get etched shit on your chest. It's just. I don't know. In your stomach. I saw people call him a uh, BB LL <laughs> Cool J. <laughs> oh, I also also saw people call him a uh, champagne uh pick me. I saw one person call him. People start trolling like that. I saw one person call him uh, Jupac. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're calling his dick riders Aubrey's Angels. Oh my God. Well, Jupac is hilarious. But yeah, in this anti Semitic club. The other funny thing that happened this week was that nigga Kanye West is fucking hilarious in the worst way possible. What else did he do? The thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> the thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion what the fuck? was diagnosed by 
say, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> what? what the fuck is the problem? Somebody was like, He's so anti-Semitic that he became a Jewish comedian. <laughs> I swear, like they were like, that looks like some shit Larry David would do. <laughs> the pettiness of it all, honestly. Like people were talking about his comedic timing after that. They were like, this nigga really like was like, I'm not gonna say it. Had a little pout where he crossed his arms. And then said, the doc- it was a Jewish doctor. Like, he's so inadvertently hilarious while being also so fucking offensive. He's fucking Donald Trump. Well, he's literally so, so serious. <laughs> he was dead serious when he said that shit. But that's how Trump be. And they both Gemini's. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say. But so in our second week of coverage on anti-Semitism, we have a new player in the octagon. Kyrie Irving has joined the nutty nigga brigade to talk about anti-Semitism because they identify with things that are black Hebrew Israelites. If you're not familiar with black Hebrew Israelites, if you ever see those videos of niggas telling white people that they the devil and yelling at random white people <laughs> yelling at random white people on the subway while they're waiting to go to work telling them that they're the cause of all the problems in the world those are the black Hebrew Israelites one of their main tenets is that uh, as they see it, white people that identify as being Jewish are not the actual Jewish people. They are culturally appropriating African uh, culture because Africans are the original Jews. And they base this all on what they say was a quote by Adolf Hitler where they say that he said that the Americans captured the actual Jews end quote and all this other stupid ass made up nigga shit (laughs) that has spread for years and years on street corners and eventually through hip hop and it ties a lot into Nation of Islam beliefs and 5%er beliefs and just a whole bunch of like black street intelligentsia. This becomes an issue because Kyrie Irving in the middle of all this Kanye anti-Semitism talk put out a link to a video on Amazon Prime that is called From Negroes no, from Hebrews to Negroes. And in this documentary, in quote, 
because it's based on a lot of factually inaccurate information. They make a lot of different claims, one being that the Holocaust didn't happen. Two, that talking about the Holocaust is a way of spreading lies about the actual Jewish people, which are black people. And a whole bunch of other dangerous things that are not good because they're echoing white supremacy talking points about Jewish people running the world and all these things. And I'm tired of people, especially black people, acting like, what did Kanye or Kyrie say wrong? Bro, you're literally quoting things from a protocol from the elders of Zion, which was anti-Jewish propaganda in the early 1900s. That literally led to the Holocaust. So, Kyrie puts out the link to that documentary. Reporters naturally ask him, what the fuck is up with this? And Kyrie being the arrogant asshole that he is, was just like, I'm not saying that I present all these views to be accurate. I'm just was trying to get out the message of uh, our true identity. And a lot of American Jewish people in the media were like, no, that's not cool. Yeah. So so they kept asking them questions and Kyrie being the asshole he is, wasn't willing to budge. Early on, people believe that Kyrie actually probably didn't watch the documentary, but was trying to save face and not back out of it. But he claimed from the beginning that he did watch the documentary and he agreed with some of the things. So people gave him ample opportunity for him to apologize and Kyrie being a nigga, he is wasn't going to back up off of that. But it's important for people to understand that Kyrie Irving has a history of saying crazy ass fucking shit. A couple years ago, Kyrie Irving came out as a flat earther. Mm-hmm. As somebody who literally lived in Australia as a child and has flown on planes his whole life, decided that the earth was fucking flat. Kyrie Irving was an anti vaxxer. Kyrie Irving didn't want to play on a court in the NBA because it was painted like the old courts. He alleged that he could feel the difference, even though it was the exact same courts that he plays on every night in the NBA. What the hell? Kyrie Irving came out as a uh now this I actually do believe Kyrie Irving's mother was allegedly I believe uh, a Lakota woman who was adopted by uh, another family she was a Native American woman and Kyrie and his sister 
or part Native American. So he was trying to identify with his Native American roots. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving is also a Muslim who fasts on Ramadan. But apparently he also believes, like most of these niggas, that he is also an actual Jewish person. What? Yeah. <laughs> what universe is Kyrie living in? Kyrie is living in that that universe that a lot of us, like especially black men, live in. Um, my big brother Keith, who has been on this podcast, and me have kind of been talking about it a lot. And our shit's been overlapping on Twitter. Uh, Keith has been talking about because one of his best friends is Jewish. He was talking about the rise in anti-Semitism, especially from us as black people. Mm-hmm. And we have talked about how I don't think Kyrie is necessarily the Mac from a malice point of view. Kyrie's problem is what a lot of free thinkers' problem is. Mm. And I use free thinker in quotes. So as black people, we aren't taught about our ancestors or our culture from school. Mm. If anything, they talk about slavery for a little bit. They talk about Martin Luther King for one day and then it's just up to you to do your own research. Right. The problem with doing your own research, especially in history is you need somebody to guide you through it. Mm -hmm. Because it's not only things that you have been told that are not factual. There's a wide variety of unfactual misinformation that you have to guide yourself through. If you don't know what to look for, you don't know what you're looking at. So it's then your responsibility to look at all this information and tell what's true and what's not. But you're learning so much new shit that is actually factual that you start second guessing Everything. Mm-hmm. Then you get to a point to where you say something so ridiculous. Like one of these niggas talking points. This isn't what Kyrie said, but this is what niggas have been saying. That Hitler was not anti-black. Hitler actually loved black people and thought they were the chosen people. So when you say something ridiculous like that, which is not based on any historical information because Hitler based a lot of the things that he put in the Holocaust on how white people treated black people in this country. Mm -hmm. Literally. There were black Germans that were in concentration camps and they were sterilized or killed because they were black. Adolf Hitler 
was so mad at the 1936 Olympics because Jesse Owens kicked every one of those Aryan motherfuckers in track and field that he stormed out of Berlin and was mad at how they were embarrassed and he refused to shake Jesse Owens' hands. Does that sound like a I mean, woke brother? My <laughs> favorite black people, no. No. So, but you say something so crazy, but because you have built up this level of radicalization, when people say you're a fucking moron for saying that, your instinct is to be like, no, y'all are lost. Mm-hmm. Y'all are the stupid ones. Mm-hmm. And that cycle just continues. So I have a bit of empathy because I've spoken on this podcast and that is partially what led me to do ancestry and genealogy and the DNA with genealogy. Because you're trying to find purpose in a world that doesn't view your black life as having purpose. So I feel like I, I do feel sorry for Kyrie. I'm not even being condescending. I'm being dead honest. Because Kyrie, I think, is like two or three years younger than us. Mm-hmm. I luckily was able to experience my blackness at HBCU and go through black history classes with professors that were able to guide me the white the right way. Mm-hmm. And also in those classes, we were able to debate topics to where somebody brought in some hotepish bullshit. But no, nah, nigga, that's not true. Like when niggas really be thinking the Willie Lynch theory is real, and there was a document by a nigga named Willie Lynch of how to treat slaves, and you're like, that's not true at all. But niggas will repeat that shit. You need a responsible adult to be like. Here and here is why that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. But if you want to learn about the treatment of slaves, you can read this index about one book I read was an index of New Orleans slavery. uh, New Orleans slavery. uh, Like from the auction blocks, which I, I connected to because that's where some of my enslaved ancestors came through New Orleans. You can find resources that are verified and are real and aren't the white man's propaganda. Niggas sources no more. What you say? <laughs> I said niggas don't be citing sources no more. The shit that uh-uh. we learned in high school, like no. reputable sources and credible sources don't matter no more. Like it's just it's so much on the internet that like that doesn't matter anymore. Like People just and, start, especially when you're in that mindset, like you just want to find something that goes along with what you're already thinking. So as soon as you find a, something, it's easy to just connect to it and, and call that truth. It's just like the guy that I was talking about earlier where he was like, just Google it, bro. But that's not. Google is confirmation bias. You're not telling me what to search on Google. So I'm searching what I would write in Google. Exactly. So I'm only going to find things that match people that search the exact same thing I searched for. 
that's how algorithms work. But we look at Google as the wizard in the sky, but we don't think about the other part of the Wizard of Oz is that the wizard doesn't really exist. Yeah. It's just projection. Yep. So now we also got all these niggas who have literally said that we are watching the lynching of two black men. Kanye West and Kyrie Irving, two of the nuttiest niggas to ever exist. And then I don't know how niggas just have just been like, you know, forget about the white lives matter shit that literally happened like three weeks ago. This ain't even a long time ago. I don't know about calling us a little. Wait, what'd you say? I said, I don't know about calling it a lynching. Because it's not a fucking lynching. (laughs) These niggas are delusional. But Kanye said that it was a digital lynching. Oh, Jesus. And these niggas are running with this shit because they acting like it's some all-black shit with niggas that have been anti-black. What the fuck, bro? This world is just too much. (laughs) This world is too... Who would have ever thought that the freedom and accessibility to information would do this to us. We got too much information and too much accessibility to verify the fucking information. It's crazy, bro. We have outpaced ourselves in technology to where it's actually a detriment to us. It's, It's some science fiction shit, to be honest. Like the idea that we would make computers and information so accessible that you can literally get a hold of anything that happens in the world. What? Damn neighbors, they be so loud. (laughs) It is a Saturday night. Also, it's daylight savings. We get an extra hour. God damn, I heard that shit. Like it sounds like it sounds like they opened the door and just fucking tumbled in. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway. I heard. It's daylight savings, nigga. So you get an extra hour. We fall back. So it's actually like ten sixteen. I wait for this day every year. I used to pray for times like this to rob like this. <laughs> I was just thinking I'm going to get into bed early now. It's going to be even earlier. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah. So, uh, to close this out, I guess. Did you see anything about the uh, Dwayne Wade and... Um, so Dwayne Wade and his ex-wife, like his ex-wife started trying to get a lawyer to try to prove that, uh, Dwayne and, uh, Gabby are trying to make Zaya force herself into that lifestyle. 
Okay. Trying to get custody, in which Dwayne Wade has had custody, I believe, since like 2011, 2012. Was well, this actually Zaya's mom? Yeah, Zaya's a biological mom. Right. Who had some issues. And that's how Dwayne Wade was able to eventually get custody, even though he had to fight tooth and nail to do that. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade put out a release saying like he's not going to let this happen because Zaya, um, he has tried to let Zaya be involved with her mother, and her mother refuses to accept her as being Zaya. Mm-hmm. And so she's trying to make it seem like that Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, two icons in two different games, are clout chasing to try to get attention. My nigga, Dwayne Wade is top five shooting guards of all time, and Gabrielle Union is a certified bad bitch for eternity. They don't need (laughs) fucking attention. No. But people don't like the fact that Zaya is living and her parents are protecting her because they seem to be good parents in that standpoint. And they ain't let none of that shit happen. And Dwayne Wade has been open about it took him a while to come come along because Mm -hmm. he didn't understand. But since he's fully understand, he has been behind his baby girl and protecting her. Dwayne Wade put out a post on IG that was long as hell. But he had one line that has become a uh, a new Negro proverb. Okay, the brother Dwayne Wade said the high road has run out of real estate. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. My nigga. Hey. Put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. Sometimes you gotta take it there with some people, you know? Hey, some of these people ain't gonna understand. You could try to be a good Christian to some of these motherfuckers and they ain't gonna understand this shit. And so, like, I know we've added another proverb to us lately. When they go low, we go high from Mm -hmm. the great Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the high road has lost real estate. It's some things that can resonate with me as a black millennial. The high road is a thing of the past, it seems. Right. (laughs) Fuck the high road, nigga. Some of these (sighs) niggas need to know, bro. So the high road is our last option these days. Right. Niggas hate ballers these days. (laughs) Ain't that like LeBron James? Ain't that just like D-Wade? Wait. (laughs) 
Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Beow, beow, beow.